Well, hello and welcome to episode nine of the I Want to Party with Bob podcast. Today is August the 10th, the year of our Lord, 2019, the year of our Lord. Uh, tonight, we're going to be talking a little bit about the Ross years of the Tilt Wheel experience. Uh, this is Tilt Wheel part three. The years I'm going to cover tonight, 1996 to 1999, you know, I, I think the last one I did about Aaron, the Tilt Wheel Part 2, I think I was mistaken. I think Aaron was out in 96, not 97. I'm, I'm not really 100%, man. That was a very long time ago, and I'm old as shit. So we'll see. You know, uh, could be right, could be wrong. I don't really know. I'm going to do a short intro piece here tonight, uh, fairly short, cover some of the the ground of the years from 96 to 99 until we'll, uh, because in a little while I have a very special guest coming over. Yes, it is Ross, the man himself, is coming down from Long Beach, bless his soul, to talk to me for a little bit and go over some of this stuff that we did. And I think we have some pretty good stories. We kind of went over it last night and yeah. I was laughing pretty hard, so hopefully that carries on through this podcast. Before we get to the tilt wheel, though, I would like to give a little shout-out to another podcast called This Was the Scene. And This Was the Scene is done by a gentleman by the name of Mike Doyle, who I met in San Diego years and years ago. He lived here for a few years. I believe he's originally from New Jersey. Um, He still lives on the East Coast. I think he lives in North Carolina or something like that. He's got a pretty sweet podcast. Uh, he covers punk stuff from, you know, like the late 90s to early 2000s. Uh, the two episodes of his that I listened to, the first one, he interviewed Lewis from Hopeless Records. Uh, second one, he interviewed a lady by the name of Johanna Hackett that did the Serial Killer Clothing. You remember Serial, serial Killer Clothing from the 90s? They kind of had like the porn star thing and kind of random stuff. I mean, whatever, I never was into it, but it was interesting listening to her. She was from, like, Redondo Beach. She had some crazy stories. So it, his podcast is super good, man. Give it a listen. Uh, his website is www.thiswasthescene.com. He's also on, you know, all the, the big places where you can get podcasts, Apple, Google, Spotify, yada, yada, I believe. So, anyways, give him a listen. It's good stuff. Uh, tonight, you know, with Ross, the Ross years, really, I got to say, uh, were super duper fun. Aaron, never going to say a bad word about Aaron ever. He was awesome and fun, and we had a great time. Ross, Ross, Ross. Ross was the party. Ross started out when, when we met him. And I had to go over and talk to Ross about how we met him because, I seriously, I could not remember at all. How did we meet? Oh, yeah, we did this. And I was like, uh, fuck, I don't remember any of that shit. Like, it was kind of, in my mind, it was kind of like Ross just magically appeared. Like, we had a need, and there was Ross. You know, the magic Ross, like magic Mike, but, you know, not as, uh, his abs weren't quite that six-packy. Anyways, the, uh, <clears throat> Ross says we met sometime in 96 he had been going to tilt wheel shows for a while he was like a fan right or a fan i fucking hate that word by the way the word fan you know um the you know tilt wheels had many fans over the years and you know when people say like this one's for the fans you couldn't sound like more of a fucking pretentious asshole when you say things like that it's a joke to me it's like fan 
uh, you know, they're just people who happen to like a bunch of dipshits playing music. That's that's what I think. Regardless, Ross did like Tilt Wheel. He had been going to shows. Um, I didn't really talk to him much. I think I had talked to him a couple times before he started playing for us. Uh, the the one time when I guess Davey kind of extended an invitation to him, we were playing with Everetti uh, at a place called 14th and C, which was like downtown San Diego, this warehouse space. We had played a few shows there. It's a really cool place. Like, um, it, we were playing with Everetti, and I guess Davey approached Ross and said, Hey, Aaron's in school. Um, I guess they had kind of talked about Ross playing bass, or that the Ross had been was in a band then called Jimmy's Roommates. Um, and they, they kind of said, well, you know, or David said, well, why don't you play bass for us as a fill in? Like you can do tours and like when we go out of town and shows that Aaron can't play and there we go. Um, I guess we, we practice. See, I keep saying, I guess, cause I fuck, I don't remember this shit at all. I'm glad I talked to Ross last night. Otherwise I wouldn't have a lot of this information on hand, you know, and I'd sound like literally like okay um ross did just like fall out of the sky you know or the hand of god like brought him down and he stepped off and he's like i am ross and i am here uh which is kind of how it felt anyways well we practiced with ross a couple times we played a, a show at ross's house which was called the cadillac house in pacific beach and they called it the cadillac house because it was right next to a cadillac dealer um the we played with Ross's band Jimmy's Roommates and Ross filled in or basically didn't fill in he played two songs with us Aaron played the rest of it and slowly you know Ross kind of like got in a hundred percent because we couldn't really play with Aaron anymore so that was the very beginning of the Ross years our first show with him was at his house and I do remember that and it's actually super fun I remember he played a couple songs and it was pretty cool so there we go. The you know, let's do a little background on Ross. Let's talk about where he came from and who he is and all that. Dispel the illusion of him being a heavenly gift unto the the force that is tilt wheel. Uh, yeah, hang on a second. Let's get a little sip of beer. Yeah, let's get the party started because it's gonna be fun tonight. Thank you for allowing me that very unprofessional break. However, you know this isn't fucking joe rogan over here talking some shit about weed or something i'm sure is all he ever talks about so anywho uh ross doesn't really remember exactly where he was born but he was raised more or less in uh fountain valley you know the motto of fountain valley very interesting thing a, a nice place to live and I can vouch for that. Fountain Valley's okay. You know where it was? We played a party up there with Ross to all his old homies way back in the day. Um, one of his friends, interestingly enough, was nicknamed Pud. And for a while, I it, there was a period in this time frame, this like 96 to 99 era, when Ross was living with him. And I would call his house, and this dude Pud lived with his parents. And I would call. That was the only number I had to get a hold of Ross was this dude. So I'd call him. I'd the guy's dad would answer. Hello, I tell you, uh, yeah, is uh, is Pud there? Uh, who? Uh, I'm I'm sorry, I don't know his real name. Pud. Oh, Pud. Oh, you mean you know fucking Peter? Oh, oh, okay, yeah, I do. Or yeah, I'm really. And I'm like, sir, I'm sorry. I, this is a weird phone call. I'm I'm really trying to get a hold of Ross. Oh, well, he's not here. I, 
I think they're down at Applebee's because I think that's where they went to go get fucked up. They'd leave the dude's house and like party at the Applebee's until they got kicked out. This is going to end up being slightly a recurring theme throughout the night of getting kicked out of various bars and breweries and things like that. Um, yeah, it comes up a few times. So, okay. That was a side side track thing there for a little bit. Uh, regardless, at some point, Ross joined the Navy. Well, when he was 18 years old, he ended up in San Diego. Um, you know, he moved around here and there, and I met him, like we said, you know, at this one show, and then we played at his house in Pacific Beach. Um, and the rest is history. Thanks for listening. I'm just kidding, actually. I'm not done yet. I'm still, I got a ways to go. Uh, some, <clears throat> some of the recordings we did with Ross... You know, I'm, I'm just going to kind of keep this straight, do a little bit of solid, like, history stuff. And then when Ross gets over here, we're going to chat a little bit about actual some fun stuff. So um, we did a recording with Andy Tolley at his studio in La Mesa. And I believe that these two releases came out of that, two seven inches. One was a split with the band Notice from Escondido on Accident Prone Records. Um, we had a, sh- a song called March of the Flying Squirrels by a band called Sheephead from the Bay Area in California and the epic song of Biblical Proportions, Subcontractor, which is one of my favorite songs. It's a trippy song. And I can't, I don't have an actual MP3 of it, but I'll, maybe I'll try and find it somewhere and, and play it. I don't know. Uh, the other recording we, or the, I'm sorry, that I believe that was all the same recording we did with Andy, but the next release we was, was a seven inch on uh, firmament records that we call the firmament seven inch. But I, the whole name of it was like the heavens declare the glory of the bomb. And that's a planet of the ape reference. If you didn't know uh, the songs on that were the wake and rinse and some weird, like Moog organ thing that Davey did. Cause Davey thinks he's artsy and shit. Um, yeah, <clears throat> he is kind of, he's pretty creative dude. Um, that fucking intro or a, uh, interlude thing always kind of bugged the shit out of me but there it is internal band strife it's coming out one one you know little step at a time it's coming out so just wait till i get to like later years then you're gonna hear some shit so stay tuned uh of course in march of 1999 we recorded hairbrain schematics at a studio called sideways in santa Ana. um that was a three-day long ordeal of getting shit house wasted, sleeping in the front like lobby of the studio. Uh, the drums took 16 hours to do, you know, 11 songs. Um, that was a fucking ordeal. I mean, that's that's the longest I've ever played music like consistently. I mean, I got so mad one time. I was so frustrated. I like walked out, just like fuck this. I'm done like it walked out and like go oh that's a pretty shitty thing to do and then I walked back inside and finished the song that was like the next morning hungover I was like took I remember I took like a two liter bottle of Mountain Dew when we first started playing oh and by the way it took like five hours for them to get the drums dialed in and that fucking engineer who did this I swear to god if I ever see him again and he's this fucking piece of shit we're going to talk about that a little later with Ross, too, because Ross probably thinks, like, the dude was cool and everything, but he, fuck, God, yeah, that was a joke. He couldn't dial in shit. I, I think that record sounds like fucking garbage, too. I mean, I, a lot of people might disagree with me, but I listen to that. 
the drums sound like fucking trash on that record. I think everything kind of sounds like trash on it, to be honest with you. And I'm not trying to be bitter or sound bitter. It's like, I think the songs are all really good. I, I think that record got fucked up, man. I, I do. I, I'm sorry. Um, we worked really hard to, to nail those songs for that record. We worked for a long time to get everything dialed in and sounding good pre-recording. Like, we were tight as shit. I mean, we were practicing like two or three times a week, solid, just barreling through these songs. And when we got to the studio everything changed like he completely had me change the way I played drums which it's like it was a humbling experience but I'm still not I'm not happy about it you know years later I listen to the record I'm like oh this song's great but this recording sounds like fucking trash anyways let's put on a smile and move on during the time with Ross was when we really kind of started to tour um you know, we had done a few trips with Aaron, like the longest one was to Utah for like one show, like I had said in the last Tilt Wheel podcast. With Ross, we actually started to do some, uh, you know, more serious touring. Um, shows, but we played a ton, a ton during this era. Um, one of my favorite traditions that we did is we would play on July 4th in Ocean Beach, California, which is a neighborhood of San Diego, right on the beach. Duh. It's not like it's, you know, in the mountains. Oh, what are you doing in Ocean Beach? Um, we're at the cabin. We're going to build a snowman when it gets cold enough. No, no, no. It's a fucking beach. Yeah. <clears throat> More beer. It's fuck. It's time to party. So <clears throat> the July 4th and OB tradition started. Um, Ross, interestingly enough, worked at a woman's clothing store in Ocean Beach called Dream Girls. And we had a barbecue out back. The it was Tilt Wheel and Furious Four, and I think Radio Wendy, which is they're all both those bands were like f incredible, super super great uh, San Diego bands. My you know our our friend, I should say Ian Taylor, who is now in adolescence, was the main dude in Furious Four. One of our favorite bands from San Diego of all time, like it's incredible. He's a super cool dude. Um, the Radio Wendy, our our buddy Bill, who was in Hemlock and then in later years in a band called Short Wave Channel, um, he was drummer for Radio Wendy and super rad dude again, like one of the coolest dudes ever. I always would take his snare or ask him, hey, can I use your snare? Because that dude could play the shit out of some drums. I'm serious. And he had a, the most incredible snare I've ever played in my entire life. It sounded insane. So anytime we'd play with him, I'd be like, Hey, 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 Bill, can I borrow your snare for this one? Oh, thanks, man. <clears throat> I do owe him probably at least like a snare head or something for that. So anyway, that was our first July 4th and OB thing that we had like a barbecue and we played in this woman's clothing store and specifically the parking lot behind it. Later years, we started playing like different parties and yeah, I was always pretty drunk. So, you know, uh, the, I don't remember like, I remember playing usually, but not like much after. So, um, we, we did a lot of shows at Velvet, a bar down in San Diego and Casbah during those years. Um, you know, when we started out, we really did a lot of all ages stuff. And these years is kind of when we started to move away and play more of the bar shows. I think we were done with Soma. We had a lot of issues with the owner of Soma, which was a big venue in San Diego. And um, there was really only a couple other places that we could play that were all ages. A lot of Soma would go around and shut down other competing all-ages places around town, which is fucking totally ridiculous. The guy's a scumbag that owns it. Len Paul, if you ever hear of him, 
you know, if you're listening to this podcast, um, you know, go fuck yourself because he did kind of ruin the all ages scene in San Diego during this time period. He just made it so that he, he made it a monopoly. So he had the only place other than there was world beat center that would have shows every once in a while, but not very often, you know? Uh, so yeah, there, he was a dickhead, man. I, that might be like the subject of a whole nother podcast. And that would be a great one to have Davey on to talk about. Cause that dude was like a warrior of light against this, you know, this evil fire breathing demon dragon that was trying to like control all the music in San Diego. That's how bad this guy was. So yeah, we did a lot of bar shows. We did a lot of stuff during those years. I mean, it, the tours were, were pretty gnarly. I, we played, you know, we drive out to Arizona a lot. We went up to San Francisco and the Bay area several times, I think three or four times um, in those years, we played in Santa Barbara, specifically like Isla Vista, um, the party town, which in those days, it was still a pretty big party town. We play like at, in this, on the grass in the front of our friend's house who lived up there. Like we were kind of all over the place. It was pretty good. Now I, we're definitely going to get into that when Ross comes on here in a bit. Um, the, we had some pretty funny stories to tell. So, uh, you know, one, the first tour we did that was any extended length of time was in October of 1998. And that was a two week tour. We started in Arizona. Uh, we were supposed to go as far east as Texas, but we broke down before we got there. We were stuck for three days in Benson, Arizona. We will talk about that later again. I hate to keep saying that, but it's the truth. Uh, so we drove straight from Arizona to Colorado, and then we ended up losing a show in Idaho or something like that, and then drove straight on to San Francisco, and we had another show in Nevada City out like kind of Lake Tahoe area-ish kind of uh you know, and then came home. So that was a long tour. Um, I had my first anxiety attack that I ever had, which completely changed the next 10 years of my life. Like I couldn't, I wouldn't drive on the freeway. It just, I got fucked. And it started on that tour when we were on our way to Tucson. Like I had no idea what was happening, man. That was like a long and shitty road for me personally, just a major side note but that tour was really life-changing because it honestly I think I was like like a goose now with geese this is an animal behavior note for for those of you listening here um when a male goose is an adolescent he, he they'll fight right with another male goose if that the goose that loses will never fight again he's like oh I lost I'm done and that was kind of how it felt with anxiety for me. It was like, oh, fuck, okay, I'm done. I'm not driving on the freeway where this can happen to me again because it happened several times after that. You know, it was gnarly, man. So uh, we'll talk about that tour with Ross here in a little bit. That's about all the notes I have for now as far as an introduction to the time period from 1996 to 99. We're going to have the Ross series of podcasts uh, we're gonna do probably three of them because we have this time frame up to 99 then the year 2000 was a big big year for us we did a lot of stuff and that there's a lot to talk about so that'll be its own episode and then the band ended up being Davey Ross and I once again in around 2009 2010 so that'll be another podcast uh so stay tuned we're gonna hit talk to Ross here in just a few minutes and uh thanks for listening 
<laughs> okay, we're back. Did you hear the interlude? That was the most fucking annoying shit I've ever heard in my entire life. Uh, thanks, Davey, for putting that on that 7-inch and ruining my concept of your creativity. Actually, I'm kidding. It was just a thing that we did. And What did you have to say, Ross? We're here with Ross, by the way. Oh, hello. And didn't you want something for me, you were saying? I forgot what I was talking about. <laughs> I just wanted a beer, and so I, like, I grabbed one, and it wasn't uh, quite what I wanted. Okay. But, All okay, right. Cool. Good. Hey, do we get to stop this at times, though? And like, if I say, oh, do, do, erase that, erase that. <laughs> we can, can, like, we, we can edit can we, anything out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, I'm not going to, but yeah, we can do that. We're capable of that. So. All right. Well, yeah. if I say something stupid, we'll do that. Okay. I don't think you have to worry about that too much. So. <laughs> 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 okay. Oh, we have definitely uh, been partying a little bit here. It's uh, been pretty good so far. So thanks to Ross with a 12% beer he brought over from Pizza Port. So Nine. let's see. 9%. Okay, close enough. Um, okay, so what the first thing we were going to talk about was your favorite bands in San Diego that we used to play with back in the day all the time. 97, 90, sorry, 96 to 99-ish we're talking about here. So uh, Yeah, then now my... Favorite bands in San Diego, like kind of is a, a huge thing for me, but uh, that's a broad statement. Yeah, no, me. and yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah. I mean, everyone's got their top five. I hope to high hell God that everyone knows their top five San Diego. The Kids, Statue of La Vista, good one. Fucking Hemlock, good one. Ah, run now, for your fucking life. No, run for your fucking life is definitely not a top five. Oh, oh, but okay. um, okay. God, now, uh, now I feel say? like so on the spot. No, like, I okay. Well, then let's not. I didn't okay, have top five San Diego, so even that is everyone should should have them. Furious Four. Yeah, Furious Four is in top five San Diego, but okay. the the guys we used to play around a lot with Labrador, which yep. is, I went through Discogs, and if anyone's trying to find that album like I did, it's Labrador Eight, which really is stupid because it should be Labrador is the best Labrador ever from san diego and uh should have been labrador one because yeah. wasn't that their first record or whatever? no but it, there are so many bands called labrador oh, i couldn't even find it on okay, discogs okay, i had to get a hold okay. of squire find out the name of the album and who put it out and who distributed it to find that album and i finally bought it on discogs it was 10 bucks wasn't it the dude from tit wrench or whatever that label from chula vista <laughs> It was Vinyl Communications. That, Vinyl Communications. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was trying to get I at. forget okay. the guy's okay. name, but Tim. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was Tim was like a Tit Wrench, dude. No, Tim, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, let's, let's just yeah. call him Tim, uh, you know. Vinyl so there's Labrador. The, the bands we played with in San Diego all the time, to me, was Furious 4, Labrador. Uh, you swear that we played a bunch with Run For Your Fucking Life. I remember Davey oh, and I played used like to, three or four shows with him, I think, so. Davey used to always go, run for your fucking life. <laughs> and I love the band because I love the guys. They're like family to me. Right. But we didn't really play a bunch with them. Labrador, Furious 4, Freedom for Saturn. Freedom there is Jay June. Yeah. We played like one show with Jay June. We don't I don't know, dude. That's Scolari's. No, no, they were, like, really? When they were above Scolari's, Ben from the Casbah, before he was Ben Casbah, right. lived above Scolari's office. And I remember we did a kick the cup thing 
with Rob Ivy and Tony where you'd sit on a couch and you couldn't move and you'd have to try to keep this little Dixie cup up in the air. And that Ben lost his tooth one of those nights. Was it like hacky sack with a yeah. with a keg cup or something like yeah. that? Okay, okay. And it was above Scolari's office before it was before Scolari's. it was Scolari's. Yeah, it was just I, called like the office center. So, or was it even called that? I don't, I don't even, remember what it was. Called. I don't either. But either. they were like the rooster nets. But Jejun and all those guys used to Jejun. 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 Oh, we're but from San Diego. I know. Jejun. But they moved to Phoenix or something, I think. No. Oh. We, remember we talked to that dude when we were on tour in Phoenix at one time? He was like, oh, Jejun stayed here. Because he had that dog, that Dachshund. He was like, oh, um, yeah, the girl from Jejun left her dog here because they couldn't take it on. It was named Peanut Butter. Remember that? I the never the name, actually. <laughs> like, oh, my God. How do you pull out a dog's name Fuck from 96? 97. Why, it would have been 97, 98. That's why I do a podcast, because I remember all kinds of stupid shit. Dude, you shit. remember crazy stuff. <laughs> all right. So, anyways, yeah. That's about it for me. Okay. All right. All right. Have a good night. Okay, guys. So, well, thanks for listening. Uh, here, we, let's move on to... Oh, uh, Hemlock. <clears throat> yeah, you said Hemlock already. Oh, shit. Um, that's okay. Let's talk about the tour, the two week tour that we did um, in October of 98. We went, we headed east. We went to Arizona. Remember when we broke down? Was this a broke down? That was a breakdown when we broke down in Benson for three days. Okay. Sleeping on the, uh, you slept under the stars on the roof of the van. Yeah. Because you slept inside. No. We cuddled up. Yeah. No, well, I slept on the roof, and I did it a few times because of Davy snoring. And, and, <laughs> yes, and dude, yes, you yes. would just sprawl oh, out. Like, and I would grind my teeth and yeah. shit. I know. And so I it know. would be like yeah, Snoop yeah. would hang out. Snoop, Bob, uh, Bobby. That's me. I yeah, yeah, that's the I want to party with Bob's official yeah. nickname. Okay. Official podcast. <laughs> I just say Snoop. Snoop <laughs> right. would hang out in the loft above all the merch or the gear in the, the van. And Davey, his, God, that fucking dumbass pillow. He would just sit in the front seat holding We're going to get to the pillow. pillow a little more later, too. There's Because we'll oh. read a, a part of the Flipside interview we did in, like, 99, where we talk about the pillow. Dude, that pillow is legendary. <laughs> and it stunk it to high is. hell. That was the smelliest pillow. It had, like, I've yellow parts on it. Like no, yeah, it did, and it's like, like has this drool. fucking thing ever been washed? I don't think it's ever been washed. It doesn't smell like it. Davy kind of had that pillow in places that I kind of don't want to really think about where that pillow's been. He man. would just cuddle with it. Yeah, it was his yeah. airbag. It was. It was like Linus's security blanket, yeah. but it was Davy's pillow. And, like I sleep on my belly or, or on a bed, okay. and so uh, Davy would hold that pillow to his belly. And just sleep right there, sitting in the front chair. Always and sitting. good God, when his eyes would open up, I would go, dude, I'm out of here. Area 51, come. Area Woo! 51. I would just be like running. Okay. But, uh, yeah. So I slept on the roof a lot. Yeah, and we were broken down. We are stuck in a city and called Benson, Arizona, off the 10, heading from Tucson to, like, Amarillo, Texas. Or I think our first show was in Albuquerque. And we couldn't make it. We missed like three shows. So we had, once we finally got the van fixed, we had to beeline straight for Colorado Springs, play a show there. Then we went to Fort Collins. And Fort Collins is one of those, uh, excuse me, places that we ended up um, going back to again 
because we had such a great time with all those kids. Yeah, I think we played Fort Collins three times. Yeah, or something like Four. that. Yeah, we did. Oh, yeah. Like, I well, a... we did like a series of shows yeah. both times we went out there. It was always Fort Collins, Colorado Springs. Yep. Always skipped Denver. I don't think we ever we, played No, we played oh, once. We played Boulder. We played in Boulder one time. We, I remember we played Denver once. Oh, maybe we did. Yeah, and it yeah, was yeah. when maybe the Padres did. played the World Series. It was at game one or two huh. when uh, Tony Gwynn hit that home run because I was in a bar just going, just going nuts. Woo-hoo! Okay, okay, all right. I vaguely remember that. I kind of remember No, and that. I remember like going to the bar. Yeah. We were in Denver, Denver, Denver proper. I remember we went to Virgil's on record game store. Two. Do you remember going to Virgil's record store? In Was that the guy from Denver? Coffin, Coffin Death? I don't know. And he know. had a really hot wife. Kind of a psychobilly rock. Oh no no band. no no! That was in Colorado Springs. That oh. was um, Johnny something, and they toured in like a hearse. Yeah, remember? And it was coffin <laughs> death, or... something like that. It was like psychobilly. They were super super cool people. Awesome, and his wife was hot, smoking dude. She had like no eyebrows. Yeah, she was like a Morticia Adams. Yeah, oh my god, she would have hoop earrings. I just hit Ross and his like sensitive spot right there what? with that statement saying oh she was like a morticia adams kind of yeah no woman. that's okay. the hottest thing ever <clears throat> anyway for the record. all right skip it okay <laughs> so with fort collins our first stop was the budweiser tour and <laughs> what, what happened at the budweiser tour let's talk a little bit about that you know that was one of the funnest trips we ever did because that was we started fun. yeah like, yeah that was we fun. started our the craft beer was taken off, and we were doing our brewery tours and stuff. And we'd go into these. Oh, the, wait, hang on, let me interrupt. How about Phoenix? Like we hit that brewery in Phoenix. That was our thing. It's like every city, let's hit a brewery if there's one we can hit, right? Yeah, but Wasn't this was like ninety seven, ninety. That was ninety. It was ninety eight. Yeah, yeah, it was ninety. It was like ninety seven, ninety eight, and craft beer was just taken off. Oh, just barely taken yeah. off too. Yeah. Yeah. Like I mean it was there, but it was there, but it was small scale. Yeah. Not even like it was today. Like the only beer you could buy in grocery stores then was like Budweiser Coors and Occasionally and you it. could find Sierra Nevada. Right. I right. remember Sierra Nevada or was like really Pete's Wicked Brew or some shit, right? No, dude, it wasn't around then. Yeah. Uh no, maybe oh, that was early nineties. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Dude. I don't know. We're not here to talk about that kind of <laughs> shit. But anyways <laughs> So we would hit the, uh, these breweries, and we did one in Phoenix. I forget the whole story behind that one. I do too. Yeah, but, but I remember. I, there was I do something that we that. hit that brewery, and God, I got fucked up at that one. At the but, Budweiser, the Budweiser. Oh, the, all right. So we're back on the Budweiser. Yeah. yeah. So we were on the tour. It was the first tour of the day. I remember we we're in the parking lot before they even opened. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Do yeah, we have yeah. to take a break? No, no, we're good. Oh, no, okay. no, no. I'm just checking the time. I'm just looking you're looking time. around. I'm like, am I boring you? Like, uh, yeah. Uh, so we got on the tour, dull. and we ran through the tour, and then we got to the tasting room, and was it old? It was some malt liquor that tasted so effing good because it was fresh out of the town. Oh, they did. It was they, they gave when us. They were giving us. It was like random. old English hundred or it no, was like, no. It was something. Yeah, it was that like, was a malt liquor, and right, we were just right. like, dude, this is awesome. And we were just like slamming them a ding dong, just going down <laughs> on them. And this is like nine thirty in the morning. I want to say by it now. Was, yeah, it was pretty early. Yeah, I think it, it was, was a nine early, o'clock yeah. open, and this was nine thirty. <clears> and normally you only get. 
three or four tasters, right. but they loved us. They thought we were hilarious and just hitting in the corner. Oh, that was all you and Davey, I think, because I was sober. I was driving yeah, yeah. That, that that time anyways. So. Well, you weren't driving until later. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Because that's right. Davey and I were slamming down with ding-dongs, and then and the bartenders loved us, and we tip heavy. We're, we're good tippers. Right, right. But then, I don't know how we got on the topic of smoking crack out of light bulbs and we're telling the bartenders how to like break a light bulb and to smoke crack out of it and, and they weren't even really America. bartenders they were just like passing out samples yeah. they were hey america i've never smoked crack i swear to god i've never smoked. you heard crack. it here first on the i want to party with but we were describing it because i've heard stories and we were talking about it right right and a then we got into me screwing a girl in the velvet's bathroom and like they didn't appreciate got... the family, I think, sitting next to us. Maybe there was like an older family or something. <laughs> yeah. And they're like sipping on their sample of like Bud Light. Like, oh, this is the tastiest brew I've ever had. And I was talking about oh how God, she's they're screaming. They're talking about somebody having sex in the bathroom and smoking crack. And then they complained. And then it was we like, oh, all right, out. you guys got to You guys got to fucking get But we got shit <laughs> for free, basically. Yeah. And then on the way out, you ran over like a median. Oh, dude. <laughs> I hit, like, like, so dumbass, don't drink and drive. I yeah, swear to God. Pu- PSA right there. PSA. Public service announcement. Oh, okay. Because I'm looking at Bob like, what the <laughs> fuck? Are you talking about airlines now? No, no. Yeah. Like, I thought it was PSA no, was don't an drive, airline. fly. Yeah. Fly. Okay. Don't drive. So, yeah, like, uh, don't drink and drive. But at the time, this was 97, 98. No, I think it was 97. I hit like a median, drove over it, and then I think we went off the curb, leaving the parking lot. It was like in uh, the van, and I'm all, dude, I can't drive. drive. (laughs) Like someone else has got to drive. I can't do this. So yeah, there's that. And I think I drove. Yep. And then we went to Fort Collins, played. A show we played at a gay bar in Fort Collins. Which oh my like, god, we did play at a gay bar. Yeah, remember, and they gave, we, we oh, kept, dude, remember they gave us that uh, the share psychedelic CD. furs. Oh no. yeah, the psychedelic fur. And, but uh, didn't you keep making them play Believe by Share, and that's why we eventually ended up covering Believe in Life After, after Love. love. <laughs> you believe in anything? <laughs> but that was why we ended. That was how we ended up eventually covering that song because of that night in that gay bar, in and we Fort would just Collins. sing it like. How we would imagine Frankie Stubbs singing it. Oh, right, right. It's like, do you believe in life after love? <laughs> your levels are like perfect when you do your Frankie voice, man. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Anyways. You keep it up. You could just do the rest of the, no, but the talk. The, the, the best thing was he gave us that Love Not Love. What's the name of that psychedelic furs band? They're in Angus. And they had the opening song with the marching band going. Oh, it's Love My Way, right? Love. No, it's not Love My love Way. Dude, it's a singer. Way. It's a singer from no. Psychedelic Furs. Oh. And he did. Oh, from. Okay, I am getting to Love what Not you're Love. Down. And he did the opening song of Angus. And Davey and I would just be sitting there playing like the drums. <laughs> oh, right. Like it was a marching band drum song going. Ross is doing some serious air drumming right now. That's pretty sweet. No, all right. So, no, I forgot about that gay bar. Dude, those guys were awesome. That was a fun night. And that was like my first lesson in like gay barology is. The gay bar is the best bar to go to in any town that you go to, pretty much, because you're guaranteed a fun time. Yeah, guaranteed to have a great time. I took my shirt off that night. I was like, (laughs) "Woo!" That was 
that was a truly a great show, and that's why it I think might we have been the, the first Collins. shirts off night. That could have been that I could have been the origin of the shirts off night. party. Yep, 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 yep. I think there were only like uh, maybe 20, 30 people there, right? All those kids that were like, yeah. oh, tell them they knew the lyrics, and we were like, what the fuck? How the fuck do you guys know the lyrics? No, it was these a, songs? like Colorado was always a good time, and it it was weird. Like that's why we went there so much because. They just liked us. They liked us, yeah. For some weird reason, it was a pocket of like tilt wheel, uh, color and springs, Fort Collins, and yep. it was always yep. fun. Yep. Like we would just drive there and like hit shows along the way, but it was pretty much our Colorado tours, and I think we did four of them. I know we, we did, did four three. shows total. Yeah. No, no, four tours up there. Oh, maybe I don't know. I know yeah, we maybe. did three. I think we did four. My memory sucks. Eh, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Well then, okay. So after we left Colorado, we oh, lost well, you didn't the... talk about Fat Tire. Oh yeah, okay. So Fat Tire, which is now uh, New Belgium Brewing, but it wasn't. I know that's what I said. Fat Tire. So come on, you don't say we're corporate. <laughs> okay, okay I won't. even though Camel sponsored us. Remember when Camel sponsored us? Oh, the Camel guy that would go around to bar Girl, and give us free cigarettes. Dude, she Girl, had sorry, the sorry. nicest. Like, oh, she was nice. <laughs> okay, so Blonde, no eyebrows. Hoop earrings <laughs> and dark black. Morticia Adams comes back in. No, she was blonde. Oh, okay. Um, New Belgium, which was then at that time Fat Tire, strictly uh, craft independent. It, fat exactly. Tire. We went on a brewery tour there in Fort Collins the day after we had gotten er, kicked out of the Budweiser tour, and they gave us a bag full of shirts and beer and like stickers and like all the like here here you guys here you go. we did the tour how about the denim vest jacket patch that was the size of oh, somebody's right. back yeah that was like totally Dude, random chris weird. squire would have just been rocking that instead of turbo <laughs> negro eight years before two tur- he we wouldn't have turbo negro squire we would have fat tire squire oh my god what Okay, we could have we could have had that. And yeah, kind of thank God we did it in a way. That's Fat a, Tire Squire. Yeah, Chris, if you're listening, uh, that's okay. You have to roll with that. So, um, okay. So, move, moving on from. Sorry, Chris. That's okay. We drove straight from Colorado to San Francisco. Played an all. It was an all day ska festival at <laughs> a place called the Coquetry in the Castro in San Francisco. And I got fucked up, like started drinking right when we got there. We weren't playing till like eight or nine at night and we showed up at noon and I got fucked up, passed out in the van, woke up to play. We had two shows that night too, by the way, and played with Watch It Burn. Um, We actually pretty, pretty good at the coquetry. Then Ross got kidnapped. And then let's talk a little bit about your kidnapping experience. What would happen to you when you'd get kidnapped? You would disappear for like hours at a time, and we're or like, a day or a night. Yeah, usually a night. Um, we'd go like, "Where's Ross?" Like kidnapped. Where, what and what does kidnap mean exactly? Do you want to explain or no? Because no? we did it a lot, though. We we would uh, we didn't kidnap. God no, forbid. no, no. Right, right. That was our like way we, of saying like like just got taken away. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. or uh, just abducted. taken a, abducted. There you go. By tail wheel. Like, abducted God. by. Somebody's yeah, going to put I, out a book. Why didn't I say days, abducted so. versus kidnapped? I mean, I'm really. It's like a fancier way of saying yeah. kidnapped. Basically. No, but abducted's better for what happened. 
because yeah, it's a better way of describing it. Yeah, I think you're right. No, I, I wasn't right. kidnapped. I went willingly, kind of. Well, I think um, when you're abducted, though, that's not a willing situation either. Well, no, but they, they, you know, like sometimes some eyes will contact you and they just draw your <laughs> right? eyes in. You've all met those people, those women, those guys that you just get fantasized Whatever. about what you just you're hypnotized. OK, no, well, I guess you're kind of like a snake in a way. Yeah. A and bit. so you just disappear with them for a little while. Yep. Like Kai and uh, um, Jungle Book. No, or how about those little butterflies that look at a, a light and they go, the light, it's drawing me. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing, the light. <laughs> and then and, and You then just nine, end up in it. <laughs> and then nine hours later, Ross shows up. Yeah, so. hey, what's up, guys? You know our Where page? have you been? Oh, you know, I, you know over here. Dude, okay. one time okay. in Santa Barbara, I woke up to Bruce Lee. It was like an eight foot picture of Bruce Lee staring over me. And I was like, what the hell? And then there was like a blonde next to me, and I was all, hello. And then I had to try to find uh, a pager and try to find Davey and Bob, and it turned out I was like 20 miles away. Yeah, pre-cell phone days, yeah. So it was like we had pager. I think you were the only one that had a pager. Davey had a pager. You and Davey both had pagers. I didn't have shit. So it was like, where's Ross? I don't know. Oh, shit, he just paged me. Okay, yep, yep. 143. <laughs> and then, <laughs> no one knows one four three. Okay, so after that San Francisco show, we lost ourselves a little bit. We abducted two people that night, though. We took uh, Brendan, who ran the Firmament Records thing, and some random dude from Japan who loved Hill Wheel. Was that the Gilman show? No, that was. Well, we abducted another guy. No, the Gilman show. We met. We, um, we abducted Takashito. Someone. Takashito, who owned that record store in Tokyo that we visited yeah. in two thousand. Which will be on another podcast coming up, but it's going to be like a part two. Oh yeah, oh no, there's yeah, there's definitely a part two. Um, so yeah, some like random dude. Oh, maybe no. You know what? I take that back. It wasn't a guy from Japan. It was a German guy that we met at the Kokodri show, the all day Scott thing. Oh, like yeah, I love Tim. Yeah, Tim no, no, because so we good. were leatherface oh, yeah. to him. Right, right, and he was like, "Oh, like, you, you're like leatherface, American leatherface," and we're like, "Okay, good, yeah. well." Hop in the fucking van. Let's go get fucked up some more. And so we did. And yes. we got like two racks of, of Budweiser and we're drinking in the van the whole Could've way. Meister, bro. No, I think it was. I think I remember it was because that's all oh, we dude. could buy. Remember in San Francisco how much we hated it then? Because you'd go into like one of those little stores and you're like, what? A fucking 12 pack of Budweiser is 20 bucks? Like, go fuck yourself. Dude, we can buy that shit at home for like six or seven bucks. But we bought it anyways because we didn't have a choice because we had to keep drinking. I mean, yeah. there's no other reason to stop drinking at that point. Hey, when you are what you are, you got you have to it. you have to roll with it. So we we went rolled out to was it Nevada City or Virginia City? Oh, Virginia dude. City's from like the. Fucking, I kept saying it was paradise, uh, but you swear it was Nevada City. I I think it's Nevada City. I it was, was on Watch Virginia It Burn City's tour. It's all like, like the, the trifecta. Uh, that one old Western team. bonanza. Yeah, why am I? It's saying Grass that? Valley, Virginia City, or no, now you got me saying Virginia City, <laughs> I know. Nevada City. Yeah, I think I, it was Nevada City. It was with the Lowland Kings. By the way, Kings. we're like pretty much totally scripted and like completely fucking like we don't. It's I don't Nevada even know where City we are with now. the Lonely Kings and. Watch it burn. Oh, Lonely Kings. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Jake. Yeah. Yeah. Something like Jake that. We played a couple shows with them. Yep. 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 Dude, okay. That was an asshole. So, Virginia. <laughs> so, uh, you Seriously. know, whatever. I don't want to talk is. shit about people. But no, God, no, that no. That guy was bad. Okay. Pine Tree City in the mountains, you know, like two and a half, three yeah. hours away from San Francisco. Truckee. 
Yeah, basically, getting close to Truckee. It's a Truckee trifecta. We roll out to some bar. Go I'm passed the fuck out in the van from drinking, like, literally all day. Um, the bar people tell, like, Davey and Ross, they're hitting up Travis from Watch It Burn, like, hey, you know, maybe you should play drums, because I don't think Bob's going to get up and move. There's, like, a cop banging on the van window, like, who's that? Uh, what? There's a vagrant in the parking lot of this bar, and Davey came running out. Hey, get the fuck away from him. He's sleeping. That's our drummer. He's cool. He's fine. Leave him alone. And dude took off, and finally, you know, they woke me up enough and said, like, look, well, we're going to get paid, like, 100 or 200 bucks. If you will just get up, make a half-ass attempt to play a part of a song, and then kick your fucking drum set over, we're done, then we're out of here, and we're good. We'll have gas money to get home. So I did do that, right? And yeah. that was uh, the highlight of the night until... The we, cop followed us The afterwards. cop followed us. He fought, We stayed in that city. It, if you could call it a city, there's like five people that live there or whatever. It's a right? lovely city. It lovely. was a, it was a lovely city. They had pine trees, and we, we stayed at a white wooded house with stairs and a porch i think there's a rocking chair on the front it was lovely it was lovely it was dude i love northern california wouldn't live there ever again but i love it yeah 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 yeah. so then we drove ass our ass or drove ass uh, excuse me drove our asses back to san francisco are we to ready drop for an intermission yet almost um you know what? I think it is about time. Well, let's just lay, finish off with this. We drove back to San Francisco to drop off the people that we had abducted the night before and then drove home. And that was our first two-week tour. Wait, did we even mention abducting? Because I like abducting a lot better than kidnapping. We came up did with Did we that come tonight. up with abducting Todd yet and breaking his sobriety? Oh, no. That or breaking wasn't on... my sobriety? No, no. That wasn't on that trip. Let's take a little okay. interlude. We'll take a break. I, I could and... use an intermission. You can? Okay. All right. We'll be right back. Just stand by, folks. Okay. We're back after our little interlude of stuff. And we're going to continue with... Where did we leave off? We were talking about... Thank you. Yes, that's exactly where we left off. I was going to ask you about um, some of the music that you like to listen to around the times, you know, from 96 to 99. What, what were some of your favorite bands then, would you say? Well, Greensleep. Greensleep's Green like Sleep. a top five album of all time. Uh, the Kids de Chula Vista. The kids are like all-time favorites. I mean, I got multiple tattoos. Uh, D4, Leatherface. Um, Leatherface was a big thing with us, yeah, for sure, no, back then. Dickie, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dickie and Frankie. Yeah, yeah. Especially, like, and that'll be in the next podcast about kind of, like, the time, um, 2000, when we toured in England. Like, that was a huge deal with Dickie as far as... He was uh, a kind of, like, our tour manager. Yeah, our... yeah, man. And, like, kind of like a mentor-ish. I don't know. I did mentor. That's not so look, fucking look, stupid. Go, go. <laughs> what was uh, Zeus? Zeus, <laughs> Zeus, son, <laughs> Zeus, Godzilla. I, I would just say Godzilla. when he when he would say Zeus to me, I would always just go Godzilla. <laughs> That's perfect. That's perfect. Um, I do want to ask you one. Oh yeah, this is big. Under this is pressure. Important. <laughs> Under pressure. Uh, Panthro UK United thirteen thoughts uh one of the best bands ever of all time uh we actually ripped off one of their songs on harebrained schematics lullaby uh the bass line the intro 
was a Panthera song. It was yeah, like I would just play it and like I would always tell Snoop I'd be like I want the drums like this. Do the drums like and I'm trying to imitate Shane Haven and just or having wait I thought Shane didn't Shane sing or did Shane play drums for Shane was drummer oh who was the singer for Alex oh straight okay but do we need to talk about Jimmy played bass yeah Jimmy was bass Jimmy the truth Jimmy the truth I'm throwing up the straight from Super Chinchilla Rescue Mission right yeah okay but this is pre Super Chinchilla yeah it was you're like way over the map. Like, what are we doing right now? We're in like fucking Hong Kong. Hey, what? We played Australia. We started. <laughs> well, apparently, what? we started in like Luxembourg and we ended up in Hong Kong somehow. Yeah. I don't know how we got there. Um, one of the last things I want to ask you about is tell me about your interaction with John Reese at the show where you <laughs> apparently told him that. This is Tilt Wheels Town now. Yeah. Your time is done. No, remember that it was uh, Scott Puckett. God bless his soul. Like that guy, it's fucking Puckett. No, Scott. Oh no, yeah, it was. It was. Well, remember all the Japanese people yeah. called him. Oh, Pocket. Yeah. And we're like, oh, perfect. Hey, what's up, Pocket? And you know, that he is one of the greatest guys in the entire world. But he's kind of gnarly. He's kind of an intense dude, right? Yeah, very intense. And uh, we're on tour. Oh, but no, this is a sick to move thing. And they got sued by that asshole Len Paul from Soma. Dude, that guy's such a douche. Yeah, well, I talked. I, to, I talked about that. My very first yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. My very yeah. first show with Tilt Wheel. Do we got time for this? Sure. Oh yeah, yeah. We got all it's the time. It's the very the first show with Tilt Wheel was Cinco de Mayo '96. Yep. And do you remember who played that? You're gonna shit if you remember who was in my bedroom playing. Here in my bedroom, it was fucking Goldfinger. <laughs> it really was. Yeah, Goldfinger, Goldfinger showed up because uh, they were supposed to play Soma, but uh, Len Paul got word that they were playing my house beforehand at a party and oh, got super God. pissed off and called the cops. Fucking bullshit! Like, but submission hold. You can't do two dude. shows in the same town on the same yeah. week or some shit. Yeah, yeah. 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 And we uh, had Goldfinger and Submission Hold from Evolution Records. And submission hold was like vegan before vegan and animal free before animal free. Before any like, of that was cool like, or whatever. Hey, yeah, I'm sure. not going to share my armpits or legs for five weeks because, you know, I'm a girl power. Well, yeah, it, yeah. I mean, it was awesome. It was like yeah. pre all this pre bikini kill and all that. And, uh, we had like eight bands play in my house, the Cadillac house. That was the big, yeah, the big uh, Cinco de Mayo. Cinco, Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, that's me, fucking white ass Snoop. Um, Cinco de Mayo. You wanna, thank you. You, you want to rewind? No, no, we're good. Okay. <laughs> we can keep rolling. Yeah, with no, this, so. white ass. <laughs> so, where do you live? North County. Oh, so, oh, so no, that was my first show with Tilt Wheel, and. Uh, Cops came, broke it up afterwards because Goldfinger was playing there. And fuck Len Paul, Soma. Thank you. Good, good. Okay. So anyways. Uh, Let's talk about the John Reese thing, though. That, all right. So then we, so th- that was uh, Len Paul suing Sick to Move and saying, you guys are slandering me and all this bullshit. 
and sued them. And this is a fanzine. Like, they had no money. So we did a yeah, benefit show. it was one dude. Show. It was one guy. Yeah. No, it was Puckett and that other guy. Oh, yeah. He had a partner. Yeah, yeah. It was like two dudes. Yeah. But it was it's still very, like, just a little zine. Fanzine. Like, yeah. like, no, like, hey, it's free at the record store. Right. Yeah. Yep. And he sued them. So Rocket from the Crypt, God bless their souls. I'm a fan now. But at the time, maybe not so much. And, uh, Why did you not? You didn't like Rocket back then. I was anti Casbah. Remember, we Tilt Wheel we, was Velvet. Right, we were Velvet, and Casbah. And I'm really into lines and wars. <laughs> That's and, true with the Florida weird beard thing yeah, and hot water I music. War until you met music. them, and then it was like, like I was oh no, these are them. the greatest guys in the entire world. I, so. I forget who else I declared war on. But. Oh man, there were a few bands, and I wish I had written this shit down before we started because <laughs> you had some great bands. Like you're like, no, nope, we won't have anything to do with them. And then we would meet them, and you're like, oh no, they're fuck, they're cool yeah, as shit. Now they're great. I'm just I understand. An I understand. No, no, you're not at all. It's like one of those things where you're like, like we are who we are. They are who they are. And you know what? There's a line. Yeah, there's a line, and you're and fuck you. <laughs> Rocket from the Crypt was Casbah. Tilt Wheel sure. was Velvet. Velvet's house band, and, in fact, yeah. almost. Yep. yep. And th- Andy used to send Davey and I down to the Casbah and give us thirty bucks to go buy beers and to get change or to get be- to oh to buy extra beers. No, or something but like we that. would just be wasted. And he would give us the money to go down there and fuck shit up so people would come down to the Velvet. Oh, because you guys both worked at Velvet for yeah. a while. Did, did you do door? And Davey worked the yeah. bar, right? Davey, sound. I did Davey bartending did and door. Davey okay. did sound and bartending. And... Uh, so yeah, so I'd always be involved in the Casbah crowds. I love those guys, and at the but at the time I was more punk rock and anti San Diego math rock. Right, sure, sure. Which is like something that we weren't really necessarily much of a part of, though. We kind of like kind of weaseled our way in slightly, and then we would like not be part of it, and then we'd be part of it again. Yes. And we kind of like I think it was we a like mutual respect it, thing, you know, a little bit because we were different. We weren't like the pop punk, like, no. Kind of like the definitely moron. not pop punk. Kind of it was no, noise core almost. Yeah, we were weird, man. Like we job fucking weird band. Right, right. There you go. We weren't like quite cool enough to get Dude. into like the rocket crowd or the no knife crowd or the whatever. But we were cool enough. Hold on, let me just throw this out. Sure, we sure. were cool enough in the beginning to where at the end of our songs we would play the box rinse or whatever. Right from ninety six to ninety eight ish. Davey and I would just end up a song with our basses, guitars, against the amps, doing feedback, or just throw them on the ground and walk away. Right. right, And then we'd grab a beer, because I started drinking then, and then I would walk back and I would turn my volume down. But at the time, that was the tilt wheel end. Was just to throw was your guitar, the feedback, thing. The yeah, feedback. Yeah, like almost slam it against the amp. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and that was yeah, a big yeah. proponent of the tilt wheel sound. Sure, which wasn't sure. pop punk. Like, no, not wasn't. at the time. No, not at all. No, no, no. Yeah, we kind of. You know, I don't want to sound like a pretentious asshole. Maybe I will a little bit, but that we kind of defied description a little bit. Everybody tried to fucking pigeonhole us. Like, oh, you guys sound like Jawbreaker. No, we don't. Oh, you guys sound like this. Oh, no, we don't. 
then it was like, oh, you guys sound like Leatherface. Oh, oh, well, thank yeah, we'll you for take saying that. that. Yeah. We'll take that. <laughs> or or, or Motorhead. Kind of, I used to love emo like Mo Motorhead. That was our our thing. I love that. And or the fastest shoegazer band in the world. Okay, so Are we're we gonna, done. I think we're done at the, with this part. So for the next part, I won't. Oh, be you know there. what, dude? Though one last thing, you didn't tell your John Reese story. Uh. About cornering him. And All right, so him. at the Sick to Move show, I, I grabbed John Reese. I was friends with his wife, Ami. She was a bartender at Pack Shores. and just I mean, it's the greatest bar in Ocean Beach. Anyways, I grabbed John Reese, and I was all fucked up. And I'm like, you know what? You are done in San Diego. Tilt Wheel's the best band in San Diego. <laughs> We're taking over. You just better just hang up the boots, and you're out. Hang up the boots. <laughs> like I just really, right? like and I was like grabbing him by his like his, by his l- l- lapels of yeah because like, he probably had like on a fancy guy shirt, <laughs> shirt. And, almost like an Elvis shirt but you know something. what yeah yeah I was wrong but as I have been my whole life and uh I actually listen to Rocket all the time now. <laughs> Good. Good. No, fucking Rocket's a beautiful thing. I'm glad you did that because, you know what? You put that guy in his place and uh, look at us yeah, now. Yeah. So. Hey, now we're in a garage. And... <laughs> Talking shit about um, stuff. That he... one, yeah. One of the greatest San Diego bands of all time. Of all time. I mean, versus... dude, Rocket's like up there with Jehu and like. Fucking oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no argument for me yeah, as far as them being like one of the greatest San Diego bands of all time. Yeah, I mean, without a doubt. Tim Will's to like all a, the time. a footnote and Rocket's yeah. like in the, the like, you know, the chapter one. Yeah. San Diego music. Rocket from the crypt. Tilt Wheel's like, um, Rocket pooped in the same But dude, this was like 98, I want to say, yeah, 97. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, no, I get it. I get dude, it. Dude, Tilly was getting kind of popular then. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, whatever. We did our thing, you know, and we we had a pretty good time. So that's all that oh, matters fun. to me. I know. I agree. I agree. Okay. So. Good night. No, not good night oh. quite yet. What we're going to do last here. All right. Now, I had a plan. Rossi can be kind of the... Uh, um, Ed McMahon to my Johnny Carson on this part and kind of laugh as I speak. I don't know. That's not a cue to laugh, by the way. That's kind of fake shit. Who I'm is gonna... Conan's buddy? Oh, uh, Andy Richter. So, Can okay, be... you can be my Andy Richter. Hmm, you're, I don't know. you're way too skinny to be Andy Richter, but or Ed McMahon for that matter. I'm going to read a little from uh, a Tilt Wheel interview that we did with Todd Taylor who's like the main dude for razor cake now, but he got a start in, on in Flipside, uh, which was a huge, you know, the punk magazine for the West coast, at least other than MRR. Okay. That's, you know, totally debatable. Fine. Uh, we recorded this interview or recorded. I'm reading from a print magazine, by the way. And yeah, I got two beers open. I know. Well, good. The, the more, the merrier. That's what I always say. Uh, we did this interview in uh, August of 1999. It didn't come out until uh, March, April of 2000, issue number 122 of Flipside. Let's read a little bit from it and see how it goes. So the tagline here is You really Tilt think Wheel. this is going to go well? Uh, I, you know what? I, it kind of like feels like Watership Down to me. <laughs> it's like a, a lot of rabbits running from an angry farmer. 
Like, <laughs> right. Like, I'm just going to get shot and hey, eaten you, by, like, a coyote at this you point. You know what? So. But let's try it. Okay, well, we'll I like rabbit. Okay. Tilt Wheel. It sounds happy, but it ain't. Featuring Davey. Vocals, guitar, beached whale with Tourette's. Ross, bass, pillboy. Bob, drums, six-pack. Six-pack <laughs> is not referring to my abs, by the way. Uh, we're going to skip a little forward to where it gets interesting. Todd asks, do you guys have any methods of waking Bob up? Because I can't wake Bob up sometimes. Does he have a heavy sleeper? Why was he trying to wake you up sometimes? Well, remember, me and Todd would hang out. Like, he would come down oh. and hang out. Uh, anyways, that's personal. Okay. Um, Davey, we've never had to wake him up anywhere before. Bob, mm. do you know what the secret is? Ross. He goes to sleep before anyone else. Bob, yeah. Well, passes out before everyone else. Sick back. <laughs> At his old place, we know right before he was going to go to sleep because he had this air conditioning slash heater unit on the wall. He'd run into it every night. He'd bash <laughs> that and, we, and we'd say, <laughs> he did. Bob's about ready to go to sleep. And, I would, and it would happen about 10 minutes later. Bob. The trick is, it doesn't take much for them to wake me up because I can't sleep with these guys around because this motherfucker, Davey, snores louder than... You could hear the airport and have a plane flying over your head and nothing compares to his snoring. I'm used to it. It doesn't bother me. I'm not saying I don't like it, but he's definitely my portable alarm clock. Now, what the fuck exactly did I mean by saying that? Uh, alarm... Oh, he would make wake me up at like 5 in the morning because he got Davey is the loudest snore ever. I've never heard like, anybody I, snore as loud as I, him. No. I love him so much, but yeah, I slept I, on the roof never. of the van and to he get still away from wake, his snoring. He, he wake me up. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was bad. I mean, you move around in your sleep a lot, though. Oh man, yeah, it's true. I do. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually worse than him now. Uh, yeah. Uh, we'll skip forward to uh, another question from Todd. Todd, all right. Look at the band member to your right. What's their biggest quirk? I look to my right. <laughs> From Ross, what's a quirk? Davey, it's like a query. That was my Batman. Dude, that I was have, my Batman slash Davey. It's like voice, a query, so. like <laughs> right? A quirk a isn't quirk, a, query. a query. Is like a question. No, a quirk. Yeah, what is it? What does he mean? It's like a query. I that means it's like it's a quirk. Yeah, that yeah something. Todd, you fucked up on that one. Uh, Todd, Dave, what is Ross's biggest quirk? Dave. Mm -hmm. My pills? Oh. Silert. Yeah. Ross, I don't know what a quirk is. Bob, something odd about their personality. Ross, Bob's driving. Bob doesn't drive on the freeway. Dude. I know. That was a weird thing, too. Bob, Dave's pillow while driving. Ross, that's a great one. I can't even believe that stupid pillow. That's your quote. Dude, but I, we talked about that. I earlier. know we did. We did. We did. All right. Um, Todd, explain yourself in the pillow. Davey, when I sleep, I sleep erect. So that's part of it. Todd, uh, we're talking your entire body. Or what Davey. else is erect? <laughs> like you're sleeping next to Ross. Like, what the hell? <laughs> who could, who like, could, who could really? help not be. Uh, hey, hey and, I lived in Hillcrest for a while. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Back off on that. Um, Davey, yeah, I lay the pillow long ways, so the bottom part is covering my penis area. There you go. And I put the pillow erect. underneath the seatbelt, so in case we get in a wreck, it cuts the pillow and not me. Erect, erect. 
Ross, sarcastically, that pillow is so strong, too. Yep. Davey, my mom has a friend who was drunk driving and ran into a tree, and the seatbelt cut it off, cut her tit off, and I don't want to lose my luscious breastuses. Ross, so what's my quirk, my Siler? Davey, when you don't have it. Ross, oh, I don't want him to go to it. That's a loaded question. Hmm. That was your thing is either can of worms yeah, or no. loaded question, right? Yeah, as that soon as you thing. would say, like, talk about kidnapping and being abducted, can of worms. Or my Navy time, can of worms. Can of worms. Like, we, we don't talk we about women. Yeah. We don't, like, yeah. Like, um, well, like, the time I had sex in the van with you and Davey in the front seat. <laughs> Which we talked about last night. Yes, we did. That, that's uh, a can of worms. I mean... Right, right, and we're not going to go there. So you know, strike, strike that from the records is what I would say at this point. All right, backtrack. Okay, um, worms. We're not going to backtrack. I think actually we're all done. Unless it, do you have anything to add? Are you good? Well, I don't even know what I'm doing. So. <laughs> okay, so we're back. Oh, all right, so uh, we're going to leave off with probably Ross and I's favorite song. Would we agree on that being the song "Rinse"? Right? Yeah. No, that okay. was my my. Favorite Till Will song, song to play, like to listen to, to whatever, because you know we listen to our own songs. Over no, and over but just to play it. Like, no, it's it a, yeah, like, that's a fun song. That was I'm my shit, song. I would always song. ask to play because I could go nutty on the bass. Yeah, at the end especially. Okay, so we're gonna leave off. Thanks for listening to the I Want to Party with Bob podcast tonight. Part I had a one. great time. Definitely hope we're coherent through this last, uh, you know, forty-five minutes or so. And uh, thanks for listening again. Have a great one. We'll catch you on the next one. Tears I shed and wash them out from my sores.